What's up guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John and this is r slash pro revenge. Well, we did have a cat visiting us on the desk for a few minutes and then he decided as soon as I pressed record that it was time to go away. If he comes back, we'll turn the camera again. Alright, let's get to it. Revenge on a client who tried to throw me under the bus. I was pushing 40 and I'd learned a lot of lessons in more than 10 years of legal practice. But one of the most important lessons I learned was from an older lawyer that I worked for as a summer student after the second year of law school. A lawyer has three duties, he told me. First to himself, second to the court, and last, the client. Always make sure you come first and the client comes last. The reason? Because clients will F you, he said. They'll throw you under the bus without thinking twice. I should have stayed with this lawyer, but being young and an idiot, I had to go work downtown and I'm still downtown now. But fortunately for me, I remembered this lesson. And it came in handy many years later when a client really did try to throw me under the bus. My client was this mid-sized company that did this and that and owned things here and there. Not big enough to be listed, but it did have a pretty sizable real estate portfolio. And one day a building they owned burned to the ground. The company wanted to collect on insurance, so they told Frank, a veteran salaryman, to deal with it. Frank was close to 60 and thought he knew what he was doing. He didn't need me to help him with the insurance claim, he told me. He had everything under control. Besides, lawyers are expensive. Some guys really get off on not paying legal fees, and Frank was one of those guys who gloated over every penny that he managed to not pay to the lawyers. I dealt with Frank a lot, and he was always nickel and diming me. The insurer's gonna F you, I told Frank. It was only by luck that I even knew about the fire and the loss because Frank had not asked for my help. He'd just let it slip one day, and since then I'd keep on top of him, trying to get him to smarten up. I'd had to fight to get him to send me the proof of loss form to make sure he hadn't messed that up. Frank messed up a lot and I wondered sometimes how he had a job. But the proof of loss was okay at least, so that was one less thing to worry about. You don't know that, he said. I could tell he just wanted to get me off the phone. I'm paid to know when insurers are trying to screw my clients, I said, and the insurer is going to screw you. They've been stringing you along for ages with requests and questions and paperwork, but they aren't going to pay you. Not unless you sue them. But Frank said he knew what he was doing, that it was all under control, and besides, he got along with the adjusters so great. The limitation period expires in two weeks, I said, and once the two weeks pass, it'll be too late to sue. The moment that limitation period expires, they will stop taking your calls. You'll get a final email saying, sorry, you're out of time, and that'll be that. Don't leave this till the last minute. Let me sue right now and you'll have the money in no time. Frank was like, sure, fine, whatever. Don't bother me. I got this. Blah, blah, blah. And he got off the phone as soon as he could. I sent him the usual email with clear warnings and recommendations, which he ignored. I sent the email again and then again as the limitation period approached, and again a couple days before the deadline. I'm going to be at trial and you won't be able to reach me, my final email said, but you have to sue. You have other firms on your list, so pick one and sue. He didn't bother to reply and I went off to do my trial. Well, bye. The trial lasted a couple weeks and no email from Frank. Then a month passed and another month, still no email. I figured he must have sorted things out. Maybe Frank was right after all, I said to myself. And then my phone rang. It was Frank. Remember that fire insurance thing we spoke about? We'd only spoken about it like a dozen times. I figured he was calling up to gloat, so I cut to the chase. So they paid out? That's great, Frank. You were right. He asked me what I was talking about, and could he see a copy of the claim? What claim, I said. The claim against the insurer. You know, that claim. Does that mean the insurer didn't pay, I said? He hung up on me. Then a few minutes later, my computer dinged and there was Frank's email talking about how we spoke and he told me to sue. And he was worried when I hadn't sent him a copy of the claim, so he was following up to get a copy of the claim. 
I emailed him back. I take it that the insurer didn't pay you, just like I told you they wouldn't. And now that the limitation period has expired, they told you to jump in the lake, leaving you with a loss in the millions. Is that it? I'd make a mistake by not going over Frank's head when he wouldn't listen to me. But if I'd gone over Frank's head, I never would have received another file from him. So I didn't. But that was then, and this is now. So I CC'd Frank's boss and his boss's boss, plus I CC'd Bill, the client's in-house counsel. Bill acknowledged my email right away and called me later that day. Frank messed up, he said. We know that. He's an idiot, so what do we do now? So his excuses didn't work? Nope. Bill explained that they'd summoned Frank to a boardroom, but his story didn't add up, given all the warnings I'd sent him. Besides, there would have been no reason for him to keep emailing the insurer if he'd told me to sue. Once the file goes to legal counsel, Frank's role was over. The company knew Frank was BSing them. So that's it then, Bill said? We just lost a couple million bucks? It's okay, I said, explaining that when I realized that Frank was going to F up, I issued a claim against the insurer because I'd made Frank send me the proof of loss a while earlier. I had enough information that I could sue to preserve the cause of action. Not a great claim and short on details, but good enough. You sued without instructions, Bill said? Lawyers aren't supposed to sue without instructions because if you do that, you're personally liable for whatever cost the other side incurs. It's a big deal to sue without instructions. Yep, I said, I sued without instructions. I pulled up a copy of the claim and emailed it to him as we spoke. It's a little rough, I said, but we can always amend. Thank God, Bill said. Can I leave it with you? Of course he could. The insurer was a sitting duck, and I knew I'd collect from them, no problem. A few days later, I got a call from another guy who worked for the client, a guy I didn't normally deal with. They had a situation and needed my help. I usually deal with Frank, I said. Uh, what's up? What was up was that Frank got called into another meeting and they handed him a one-page letter and then he put his little office things in a box and security walked him past his co-workers to the elevator and escorted him downstairs to the parking lot. Bye-bye, Frank. He was too old to get another job, or at least not a decent one. It was a life-changing event for Frank, but for me, he was just an anecdote. A cautionary tale that I tell young lawyers sometimes over beers, maybe too often, because I'm getting on in years and I have my favorite stories. I wasn't trying to get revenge on Frank, not at all and I would have felt a bit sorry for him if he hadn't been trying to throw me under the bus. But the guy who replaced him was great and never nickel and dimed me, so it was all good. Well, Frank sounds like a real winner. A, he doesn't know how to follow instructions, he doesn't know how to do things without somebody holding his hand. Yeah, it's just not smart, man. If you got a lawyer on retainer that's ready to go to battle for you, that's the route to go. That's just like people complaining about paying the uh, real estate agent when they're trying to sell or buy a house. Listen, this is a person that's in the field, they know what they're doing, are all of them money up and up? No. But you have a better chance of either getting what your house is worth or buying a house and not getting totally screwed with a real estate agent. It's not always a fail safe, but you have a better chance unless you're in real estate already. Pay the people who specialize in this type of stuff to do their jobs and you'll make out way better in the long run. It's just common sense. Some like it hot. Reading a recent stolen food PR reminded me I too have a similar life experience to share. True story. I had taken an R&D internship for a food company over the summer in Keokuk, the armpit of Iowa for those unfamiliar. For housing accommodations, the company had set me up in a local college dorm that was previously a retirement home, so it basically had individual rooms and bathrooms, but one large commercial kitchen. It was summer and the school didn't have a summer program, but allowed two fall students to move in at the beginning of summer. One was rarely there, but the other was constantly in the building and oftentimes had multiple friends over. Given the kitchen setup, we all stored our food there, and it's a pretty no-brainer you shouldn't take from others. 
but immediately I had various food items go missing or being consumed regularly. Sodas, empty boxes of cereal put back on the shelf, etc. I initially posted a sign on the fridge to not eat others' food and also confronted both about having food go missing after the sign was up, but it didn't stop whomever was stealing my food, particularly when I'd head out of town for weekends. After complaining about the situation to my manager, during my job they'd helped formulate the perfect pro-revenge. Given I was doing R&D work on food products, I was responsible for getting various ingredient samples to use for new recipes. My manager suggested I get some capsaicin extracts for my research, even though we weren't doing anything in that realm for flavor profiles. Well, I found a company that had various Scoville unit extracts and I asked for a variety to see what worked best for our applications. Well, did they deliver with some small 2-ounce bottles of 50,000, 100,000, and 250,000 Scoville extracts. <laughs> I ended up putting the 250,000 in a travel-sized spray bottle, mixed with some water to help as a carrier, and wearing gloves and a mask borrowed from work. Doctor the common food items being stolen with a liberal spraying of my mixture, mainly cereal, chips, crackers, jug of milk, and the lip top of a few soda cans. For the snacks, I actually put some into a separate bag and left them open to dry before mixing back into the original packaging. I did this in a different dorm room in my wing as I know well enough how potent this can be in enclosed spaces. I did this right before another trip out of town and when I returned I found some of the chips and cereal and milk was missing, plus two of the three cans of soda I had doctored. I never got to see the result and no one ever said anything but none of my food went missing for the remaining month of my stay. I hope the experience was enlightening for them and they still remember the time they played with fire. I totally don't blame OP here. You know, there's nothing worse than a thief. Food thieves, I don't care how small it is, it's the principle of the thing. You don't take from others. You know, I, I see so many people defending people who take food items, take money, take property. Oh, well, maybe they were hungry. Well, most of the time you're going to find that these students who are being put up at colleges and around colleges have enough money to feed themselves. Mommy and daddy aren't going to let them starve. A lot of times it's just out of pure laziness or for the challenge, you know, trying to do something without getting caught. Well, this person obviously got caught in their own way. The only cautionary tale I have for this is you got to be careful. Here in the U.S. in a lot of cases, people can sue you for trying to poison them. Sounds stupid, doesn't it? But we're such a litigious society that if you do something that harms somebody, even though they're stealing your food, they weren't invited to eat your food or eat with you or whatever, it really doesn't matter. If they get sick from your food, then they can sue you in court and there's a good chance that they could win. Just like when a robber went in through the skylight of somebody's ceiling in their kitchen, landed on a sharp butcher knife that just happened to be laying on the counter and it had nothing to do with like booby traps or anything. It wasn't in intentional setup at all and he sued for his injuries when he landed on the butcher knife so you really got to be careful with that kind of crap these days but good for you glad they didn't get you in any trouble and uh, hopefully they learned a life's lesson here pay your tattoo artist this happened when i was young heard it secondhand from my grandmother who the main character of the cast lived with at the time my uncle's ex-girlfriend was an all-around horrible person Abusive babysitter, got my uncle into bad crowds and legal trouble, and dabbled in so many substances from A to Z. She was also heavily tatted. There was an artist, the star of the story, who was a family friend. Great dude, insane work. She asked him to do a piece for her. Huge, intricate angel wings, oh the irony, across her back, and he agrees. It takes several sessions across weeks. She repeatedly has to postpone payment, but he's chill, family friend, yada yada. Until it comes to the last session, when it slips that she still doesn't have the money, and more importantly, won't have the money. Like, ever. Now the pro-revenge. 
No collection agency, no refusal to continue. He smiles, waves it off, says he'll finish up. No charge. It's going to be a great piece. Legendary, in fact. One for the history books, he guarantees. She is stoked. So right between those gorgeous wings, right up her spine, this idiot now has a massive veiny male appendage proudly standing at attention up her spine. She saw it in the mirror when he finished and she was livid. But hey, what's she gonna do? She didn't pay him and wasn't going to pay him and expected hours and hours of work. You give a lot of trust to someone when they take a needle to your skin to lay down something permanent. Don't stiff your artists. <laughs> Don't stiff your artists. <laughs> I know, I'm 12. Anyway. That's just like the lunch thief, you know? It's theft of services. There are so many people in this world who complain, mm, they want cash up front. Well, yeah, it's because of rotten people like this one who ruin it for everybody. People wonder why the cost of goods goes up. People shoplift all the time from, you know, Walmart, Acme, Foodline, whatever, any grocery store. And then they have to put in security cameras, security people. You know, they're constantly having to add more employees, more equipment, more technology, that stuff costs money, it ain't free. And when that stuff's added, the cost just goes into what you're buying. So before people start complaining about the cost of goods, maybe they should look into the actual overall costs of goods. You know, from the time it's produced till the time it's on the shelf in the store. And even then, till the time you purchase it. People have to handle it. They have to take it off the truck, put it on pallets, take it off pallets, put it on the shelf, straighten it up because people don't know how to put things back, yada, yada, yada. We do this kind of crap to ourselves as a society. And the judicial system just keeps allowing people to get away with stuff over and over and over. Charges reduced, time reduced, you know, no probation or no jail time. They only get probation and maybe a couple hours community service. And they get the same thing every time they do the offense. And it just gets ridiculous. DUI is one of the worst. Don't even get me started on that. But what are you going to do? Hey guys, YouTube thinks you're going to like this video right here. So do me a favor, help the channel out by giving it a click. All right, we'll see you.